Welcome to Sports Spectrum, the sports and faith podcast that brings Jesus back into the conversation. Here's your host, Jason Romano. Welcome everyone to the Sports Spectrum Podcast. My name is Jason Romano. Great to have you joining us here on the program today. Our podcast today is sponsored by Compassion International. $38 a month releases a child from poverty. Food, education, medical care, all done in the name of Jesus. Your chance to release a child from poverty comes from Compassion International. The website's compassion.com slash sportspectrum, compassion.com slash sportspectrum. And listen, every child deserves a chance. Every child deserves hope. This is your chance to make that difference in a child's life. The most trusted child development ministry in the world is Compassion International. Go to compassion.com slash sportspectrum and sponsor a child today. Today on the podcast, we feature a conversation on the Great Commission, Matthew 28, and I'm going to read you the Great Commission right now from the Bible, and it's Matthew 28, 16, and it says, Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Verse 19, here's the big one. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. That's the Great Commission. And recently I was at a conference in Florida. We get to go to these conferences twice a year and meet up with different MLB players and NFL players and now hockey's coming pretty soon. And it's really a, an opportunity for me to kind of fellowship and get to know a lot of these professional athletes who love Jesus and to get the chance to, to interview them. And so from the stage at this conference, I was able to interview in front of a couple hundred people Scott Leinbrink, who pitched in the major leagues for 12 seasons, and he's now uh, working as a stewardship coordinator for Water Mission, which is a nonprofit Christian ministry that looks to provide sustainable, safe water solutions to people in need, and Lance Berkman. And we've had Lance on the podcast before. Lance, of course, played 15 seasons in the major leagues, making six all-star teams and winning a World Series with the Cardinals in 2011. Myself, Lance, Scott, we had a conversation about the Great Commission. What does that look like? And I really thought this was one of the best conversations we've had yet. Take a listen on the Great Commission. Scott Leinbrink, Lance Berkman here on the Sports Spectrum Podcast. Joining us here on the Sports Spectrum Podcast, Scott Leinbrink to my left, pitched for 12 years in the big leagues, now the stewardship coordinator for Water Mission, a nonprofit Christian ministry that looks to provide sustainable, safe water solutions to people in need. Welcome, Scott. And Lance Berkman, of course, everybody knows Lance, 15 seasons in the major league, six-time All-Star and a member of the World Series with the St. Louis Cardinals, winning the championship there in 2011. Welcome, Lance. Let's start with you, Scott. As Christ followers, we've heard a lot about the Great Commission. And we're called to live out that Great Commission in the world, as Matthew 28 says. What did that look like for you, the Great Commission, Matthew 28, as a current player and then now as a former player out of the game since 2011? Well, as a player, I think we live in a clubhouse environment that's conducive. I mean, we can consider that our mission field. Mm -hmm. And so you think about 
the things that you can do each day to share the love of Christ, um, really they're very small things, maybe things that go unnoticed sometimes, but uh, offering a word of encouragement or maybe a small act of service or just being there to, to listen to somebody, uh, things like that I saw that uh, I was able to do each day you know, that really weren't in somebody's face or overt because I never wanted to be that guy that really wanted to you know, challenge somebody's beliefs or get into a debate, things like that. But just by living out those things each and every day, I felt like by loving people, by loving those closest to me, I could show the love of Christ. And, you know, really that's what the Bible says, that they will know that we're Christians by our love. That's right. And that's really been a big theme of this conference, too, is love. And so um, that's certainly opportunities when I was playing now that I'm out of the game, uh, I see that mission field, first of all, right there at my home because I need to love the people that are closest to me, my wife and my kids, yeah. and that happens every day. Um, and that's a condensed environment, a lot like a clubhouse. And so you know, your family really sees uh, who you are uh, day in and day out, just like your teammates see you over the course of 162 games in a year. So it's important to wake up every day and, and recommit yourself to that great commission and loving on people. Um, beyond that, I've really had some great opportunities by being able to go into the mission field and opening up that clubhouse to the rest of the world and seeing yeah. that there really are great areas of need and ways that we can love people all around. And you know, loving your neighbor is not necessarily just your geographical neighbor. It might be somebody on the other side of the world. It might be somebody you only encounter one time or maybe you never get to encounter them but by acts of love that you can give them, you can make a difference in their life and you can be an element of change for them. And you've heard about some great ministries uh, here. There's a lot of great ministries out there. And my encouragement to anybody out here would be find that passion that God has put within you because I think we all have something within us that you know we really gravitate toward maybe orphans, or we gravitate toward the medical aspect, or sharing the good news of Christ uh, through audio Bibles or Bible translations. There's a ton of great ministries out there doing great work. I would just encourage everybody here to be a part of something. Yeah. Lance, God gave you a great platform as a baseball player, and six-time All-Star, and the ability to help others and to give back and point people back to Jesus. What did that look like for you? How did you approach that responsibility during your playing days? Well, my approach was a little different than Scott's. You know, every, every Sunday morning we have chapel, and I was the appointed chapel leader, so it was my job to kind of round up the guys. Mm. So I'd just go through there and basically say, turn or burn. Uh, <laughs> just and, go right in, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> let's go, you filthy heathens, get in there. Um, mm. That seemed to be somewhat effective. I was but say. Maybe. <laughs> no, I, I think... Uh, <laughs> The biggest thing is just the consistency. The, the number one, I was talking about this with my, with my uh, small group last night. The biggest thing that I heard over the course of my career from, you know, the non-believers that were in the clubhouse is, uh, you know, these Christians, they're hypocrites. You know, we, yeah. they, they, they go to chapel, but we know what they're doing on the road. And, you know, it's the, the hypocritical nature of, of humans is, is something that was a tough obstacle for a lot of those guys to, to overcome. So... Um, my approach was just try to be as consistent as I possibly could be uh, in my in my lifestyle, and and a big part of that is is the way you talk, not just uh, the, how the tone that you talk to people, but the words that you choose, and you know, being anti profanity is is a big thing of mine. Like that's, yeah. um, you know, I think when people 
I just remember when, and not that, you know, if, if a word slips here or there, it doesn't mean that you're not a believer, but I just remember thinking like if we've traded for a guy and he came to the clubhouse and if I had a conversation with him, I didn't know him. And immediately I heard him F this and that. And, you yeah. know, it, I, I, my, my initial thought was, well, this guy's not serious about his faith. You know, you can kind of tell that. And right or wrong, I think people make those judgments about us. Um, and the way, the way that we talk is probably the very first thing that people notice about you. And then after that, it's, you know, how am I living? How am I treating my wife, my kids? What am I doing when I am on the road when, you know, when, when I don't have those, uh, those responsibilities sort of holding me accountable? Um, and so I wanted the, my teammates to see me. If I'm going to claim to be a follower of Christ, I wanted, to see, I wanted them to see that lived out, uh, not perfectly, but uh, I, I, I wanted them to be able to point to that and say, you know what, this guy... Uh, he claims Christ and he, he's living that out. And so a lot of times you never even have to say anything to, to people. They, they, they see your testimony by the way that you live. That's good stuff. Scott, you mentioned earlier, I mentioned earlier, water mission. You said get involved in something. You're involved with water mission. Why don't you tell us what that is and the work that you're doing and what that entails? Yeah, so water mission is a Christian engineering nonprofit ministry They've been around now for about 17 years, and our basic mission is to honor God by sharing water and sanitation with people all over the world. And we do that through community-managed projects in rural communities that are often cut off from infrastructure that provides people with water in major cities. So this is areas, um, you know, probably 20 to 30 miles outside of a major city. Uh, they don't have a chance for safe water. And really the, the problems that that leads to, my eyes were open to just the ripple effect that happened from not having good water and good sanitation. And really that's so foundational. I mean, let, other than the air that we breathe, it's the most important resource that we have. And so if you can start there and provide that foundation while sharing the love of Christ, it really has a powerful impact. And when, when you look at how Jesus ministered to people, he healed them, he touched them, he gave them something to eat. Uh, he did this, you know, provided for their basic need first, and then that opened the door for them to ask, why do you do this for me? And then he was able to share the love of the gospel message. Um, I got to see that firsthand on a trip to Honduras, and I believe Adam Wainwright was with me, and we were digging a latrine. This was actually before I worked for Water Mission, but we were down there with some Water Mission staff, and we're digging this latrine in this village and this gentleman comes up to me and he starts speaking Spanish and I'm very limited in my Spanish abilities, but I hung in there the best I could. <laughs> and so he's asking me all these questions about what we're doing and how does this latrine work? And finally he gets to his real point and he's like, why are you here? He said, you're from the United States. You guys are rich. Why would you come down here to help us? Hmm. And I just said, I'm here because Jesus loves me and I want you to know that he loves you too. And that was like the last question he asked. And it was enough to satisfy him. I don't know if it was enough to make him believe, but I, I just looked at that small instance and said, you know, that's really how this is supposed to work. That's, it's so organic when we meet people at their most basic need first, and then that gets them to ask the question, why would you do this for me? And then the, the natural response is, because God loves me. So awesome. I'm, I really love the way that happens each and every day in our projects. Uh, we're working all over the world, across Latin America, Africa, and Indonesia. Uh, we've got some great partners right here in this room, and uh, we're just trying to, to serve as many people as we can with 
safe water and the love of God. So cool. Lance, you've been involved in a ton of charity work. Why is it so important for athletes, really everybody, to get involved and to give back? And just that aspect of charity, why is that so important for everybody to be involved in some, in some aspect of that? Well, I think, you know, our, the, I think back to the verse in Hebrews, it talks about um, our faith and, and really the evidence of our faith is, is when we put it into practice. And so a big part of putting your faith in Christ into practice is the people that you impact, the people that you, that you help. And so um, one of the things that, that this conference has done for me uh, over the course of my association with it is just to broaden my horizons about how many opportunities there are globally. Uh, I mean, I'm from Texas, and, you know, if I never left the borders of the state again, I'd be perfectly happy with that, and I kind of felt like that's pretty much where the whole Christian thing started and finished right there, but <laughs> turns out that's not right. Um, as great as the state is, it does have a, a, a global impact, and sure. so uh, just hearing things like Compassion International and, and, you know, getting involved with Faith Comes by Hearing and, and Morgan Jackson and the opportunity to um, to give people what, I mean, the word of God, that's, that's, is, to me, you can meet their physical needs and we should be doing that. But, uh, if you, if you're only doing that, then you're, you know, all you've done is make them, made them comfortable and, until they die. So, uh, with, with things like Bible translation and, and the faith comes by hearing, you can give them eternity. And mm-hmm. so, uh, that's, that's what, uh, I've become passionate about largely through the influence of, of this conference. And so, um, I think we all have a platform. It, not everybody's going to, to play a long time in the major leagues, but uh, everybody has an opportunity. Everybody has a sphere of influence. And I think uh, no matter if, you're, if your sphere is big or small, you've got to be doing something. I think that's the, the main thing is that if you claim to be a believer in Christ, with that comes uh, action. It should, action should follow belief. And so um, that, that's why, you know, doing... Our part in fulfilling the Great Commission is so important to my, myself and my wife and my family is because uh, we recognize that if we, if we claim belief in Christ, that we should be doing something to help build his kingdom. And I think that, you know, it sort of operates in a threefold sphere, which, you know, the, we, the local church is important wherever you're f- being fed. Yeah. Uh, for m- many of you guys, it's baseball chapel. So that, that is an important ministry to support. Um, and then, you know, you sort of have your, your greater area that you live in, kind of locally or on the American side of things. And then you have your, your national uh, ministries that, that we should all be supporting. So we've tried to kind of go at like a third, a third, and a third. Um, and not that that's like a secret formula or anything, but I do think that, uh, that we should be as believers involved in all three and, uh, because we all have the, the ability to, to influence those people that are closest to us, but also you know, to look more globally. Lance, when you were playing in the locker room, getting involved in a charitable endeavor, was that an easy way for you to kind of bring someone who didn't maybe know Christ to say, come on, come on with me, let's go serve? Most people want to do good, and it's a way to open up a door for you to talk about Jesus. Yeah, most of the time when I was playing, I was just worried about getting hits, but... Fair. No, we did. We had an opportunity to go. I remember vividly when we were in San Francisco. We actually went to uh, with Francis Chan and some of his stuff that he's doing in, in the inner city of San Francisco. And it it is. I mean, it's a very eye opening experience. And to the extent that you can get 
your fellow teammates involved in that, like you, like you said. I mean, you yeah. know, maybe they don't want to come to a Bible study. You say, hey, we're going to go uh, visit some homeless people. Or we're going to deliver food to some people that need it. You know, people can get on board with that. And I think um, in order to be able to do that kind of thing, we, you know, we've touched on a little bit, but relationship building is, yeah. is the key to it. I mean, if you... You can't just walk up to some guy that you that you don't have a relationship with and say, "Hey, you know, come come with me to do this." But if you are intentional in building those relationships with your teammates, uh, eventually that opportunity will present itself to where you can either share your story of faith, share your testimony, or encourage them, invite them to to come on some sort of a a missional trip or or you know go to chapel, whatever it is. But but the key, the foundation to me is that is that relationship. Scott, I know, piggybacking off that, the Great Commission calls us to preach the gospel and to make disciples. And so many people, I believe, and people I've come in contact with, I'm sure there's some players here and some people here in the audience, who feel like they're not qualified to do that, to make disciples, to tell other people about Jesus. They're not comfortable. Maybe they haven't been a Christian a long time. Encourage someone uh, who's, going, who's maybe thinking that and encourage them on how they can still be used by God, even if they don't feel, quote, unquote, qualified. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, it's how I felt for a long time in my career that, you know, maybe I wasn't not just knowledgeable enough about the Bible, but maybe I wasn't old enough. Sure. Um, I wasn't one of those pivotal guys um, on the team. You know, I was just that lowly man out in the bullpen, which uh, everybody seems to forget about. But uh, That's true. With yeah. good reason. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I needed to give him a chance to interject. Yeah, yeah. You, you paused very wisely. Yeah, those guys that come good. in there and throw three or four pitches right. and go ice in the training room. You spring training yeah. at 930 in the morning. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> crushing the spread by 10. Go play some catch. All right, beat it. But in all seriousness, <laughs> I am uh, being going serious. if you want, Lance. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, first of all, I think it's important to distinguish between preaching the gospel and making, making disciples. Yes. Um, I believe that it's our job to preach. I believe that making disciples really happens through the work of the Holy Spirit. So, you know, we've been talking a lot about, um, you know, how do we preach and, um, you know, th- that our actions sh- should back up what we, what we believe. Um, and so, you know, again, the things that I mentioned earlier about just, you know, the small things that really show that God's love lives within us is something that we do every day. Um, there's a great quote that I love that says, preach the gospel and if necessary, use words. So like really our walk is just the way that we carry ourselves every single day. Um, but the other verse that I love to hone in on because, you know, I think that's a, a popular complaint is that, you know, well, I just don't know enough about the Bible to really preach the gospel. Yeah. Um, Jesus says to take his yoke upon us and that it's, it's light, that his burden is light. And so, you know, when we're equally yoked to Jesus, he's the one that's carrying the weight. We're just walking with him and he's showing us how we should walk each day. So I think that's something that, you know, we continue to learn how we do that each and every day. But really, you know, we look and like I, I still pray this prayer today is, um, you know, God, just show me the opportunities. I mean, sometimes I can really get jammed up in what I'm doing now and think, you know, which way am I supposed to go? Um, you know, a lot of it is, you know, the opportunities exist out there, but where are they? How do I, how do I start? How do I initiate the contact? Um, God will lead us in that. And I think if we're faithful to him and pray, where do you want me to go? Uh, where are you leading me right now? How do you want to use me? And really, that's a lot of my testimony and how I came to peace with my career in baseball is not, not uh, feeling like it all depended on me, just you know, being freed up to say, God's put me in this position here. 
He's going to lead me. He's got a plan for my life. I believe in Jeremiah 29, 11 and that promise. And so I just want to walk in that. And that was such a liberating experience for me. And so, you know, I still have to remind myself of that today. And in preaching and sharing the gospel, it's just, you know, living out those, those small things every day and just being led by him. Lance, again, same question, I guess, but, you know, people look and say six-time All-Star, millions of dollars, you know, World Series, platform bigger than, you know, most people. I can't be used for God the way you can. What would you say to somebody like that? Let's say that to you. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about humility for a second. Lance? No, I'm... (laughs) The point... Yeah, that was bad. I'm sorry. I can edit this out. You know, we're on the air. Yeah, Yeah. got you. Nobody will ever hear this. Uh, No, you know, I think people do tend to look at at things like that and say, well, you know, I can't, I can't do this or I can't do that because these guys are, and I think the other, the, the other thing that they do is say, it's not my responsibility to do that. Like, since I haven't been blessed with a certain level of talent or a certain level of position, then it's not my responsibility. You know, it's my minister or these missionaries that come up here that that's really for them. And, and I really, you know, don't really have a part in that. So, uh, I think you have to, um, I think you have to realize that even if it's even if it's just one person, I always think about well, who was the guy that led Billy Graham to Christ? You know, what if it right. was you know some a school teacher that that nobody even knows about, or what if it was one of his coaches, or uh, I don't I don't know who it was. I don't know enough about his story, but you think about if you can have an impact on one person, that person could then impact millions. And so we never know how God is working. We never know. Um, who it is that we are that we are coming in contact with? So I think we all have to be cognizant of no matter what your sphere of influence is, is whether it be great or small. We all have an obligation, a responsibility to um, to reach people for God. And I think you know part of the the beauty of the message last night is when we experience the love of God and it flows out of us, we are going to touch those lives that that, that are around us that we're we can't help but have an impact on. Um, the, the, the people that are in our lives every day. And I don't care, you know, who you are, big or small, you're going to have those people that, are, that, you, that you interact with on a daily basis. So as long as we are being filled by God and we're letting God live through us and, and, uh, and live <clears throat> and fill us up, that that overflow is going to have an impact. And I think that's, you know, that's how God uses uh, vessels, uh, our, our vessels of uh, clay, you know, yeah. the, the just common people Uh, that are filled with God's love can do extraordinary things. So every podcast that we've done on Sports Spectrum, we always end it with this question. And so I'm curious to see where this answer goes based upon what we've been talking about. But in the season of life where you're in, we'll start with Scott. What are you learning from the Lord right now? What is God teaching you? Well, I want to just kind of follow up. This is something Lance just talked about, and I want to follow up with it because it is something God's been teaching me lately. Uh, There's a story in Matthew when Jesus pulled away from the crowds and he went up and he, he invariably had a bunch of other people come up to him and he started healing and his disciples came up to him and said, you know, it's, that's enough. These people need to go back home because they're going to be hungry and they need something to eat. And Jesus looks right at him and he says, no, you feed them. And so exactly what Lance is saying, I think that that's a responsibility of all of us. Um, I believe that God is uh, working in and through each one of us, and he calls us to bear one another's burdens. And I think that that means investing, you know, not just writing a check, although 
that is important, but it's also maybe spending time or maybe really getting into understanding, you know, what is the need here? Um, it may be going to a place that we're not comfortable or stepping outside of our comfort zone. Um, and so all of these things are, are ways that, that he is allowing us to bear those burdens so that, that we can take responsibility for the people out there that have a great need. He's blessed us with tremendous resources, and I don't think he's done that for me just so that I can enjoy them myself, uh, just so that I can take my family on vacation. Um, I, I believe that he's called me to a greater purpose, and I want to I wanna be uh, someone that goes out and is a blessing to others as well. Lance, what's the Lord teaching you right now? Well, I have four daughters, and two of them are in high school, so <laughs> patience is one of the things that, yes. that I would say. Um, you know, and I, and I think as, as you transition out of your career, you really are challenged with, you know, as, as you, most of you guys are, I mean, some of you guys may be post-career, some of the older guys out here, but when you're in baseball, you, you, your purpose and, and sense of getting out of bed every morning is very clearly defined. Also, success and failure is very clearly defined. I mean, you either had a good game or you didn't, yeah. or you had a good season or you didn't. And I think uh, coming out of that, you're, with, you're challenged with some pretty tough soul searching, like where, where is my identity? Like really, what is my purpose? Because baseball is now in the past and, and that's something that kind of fueled my fire for a long time and now it's, it's, no, it's not there anymore. And so um, I think, you know, God has been working on me for the past five years to, to really say, you know what, are you trusting me with, with your future? Because, uh, you know, hopefully, and you never know how, how much time you have, but you, you're kind of looking for that second career, and hopefully there's a lot of time left in front. And what am I going to do that is going to uh, give me that same sense of purpose and drive? And I think, um, you know, the, the more that you are focused on serving Jesus and building his kingdom, ultimately that's where we have to find our fulfillment and satisfaction. And so that's, that's been a battle for me. That's been something that I'm uh, you know, kind of walking through is to, is to really try to hone in and lock in on that and see what, what does God have for the next chapter. Hmm. Scott Leinbrink, Lance Berkman, thanks for joining us here on the podcast. Really appreciate you guys. Thanks, Jason. Thanks. Thank you. All right. And we do thank Lance Berkman, Scott Leinbrink for joining us on the Sports Spectrum podcast. I really enjoyed talking to both those guys and I, get, I really enjoyed hanging with them Uh, away from just doing an interview on stage because Lance and Scott are the real deal. Uh, They love Jesus. They want to serve others. And they're both funny guys. I mean, really funny guys. And uh, that podcast could have gone on for another hour easily with stories that they both have. Uh, And maybe next time we'll get them back on and share a few more of those stories. So thanks to Lance. Thanks to Scott for being here. And I would encourage you again, read Matthew 28. Go look into what the Great Commission is. What is Jesus calling us as Christ followers to do? It's to go and preach the gospel and make disciples, loving them, serving them right where they are. That's what it's about, man. As a a believer in Christ, that's what my prayer is every day, the challenge every day to just uh, go and make disciples, go and preach the gospel and go and love and serve others, uh, loving God and then certainly loving others as ourselves. So Matthew 28, go read it. I promise you, you'll love it. Thanks to Scott. Thanks to Lance for being here on the podcast. We thank you for listening to this episode of the Sports Spectrum Podcast. As always, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook 
at sports underscore spectrum. You can also find us on our YouTube channel and all of our content is found at sportsspectrum.com where you can subscribe to our magazine for $18 for an entire year. What a great deal we have going on right now over at sportsspectrum.com. Subscribe to our magazine. The magazine's been around forever, 35 plus years, I believe, 30 years plus with this magazine being around Our latest issue just came out, and listen, it is a great idea for a gift, maybe for yourself, looking to get more connected to the Lord in 2019. Sports Spectrum's magazine is a great place to start. Go to sportsspectrum.com, click that subscribe button, and you are good to go. We also want to thank our sponsors, Compassion International, for sponsoring this podcast. $38 a month releases a child from poverty. You make that difference by going to Compassion.com slash Sports Spectrum. Food, education, medical care, vocational training. That's what happens when you sponsor a child through Compassion International, the most trusted child development ministry in the world, and it's all done in the name of Jesus. Over 150,000 children have come to know Christ as their Savior because of the great work being done by Compassion International. Go to Compassion.com slash Sports Spectrum. Sponsor a child today. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time right here on the Sports Spectrum Podcast. Have a great rest of your day, and Happy New Year.